Global Broadcasting Networks presents Coach Talk Radio. Create the time, money, and lifestyle you want with tips, tricks, and techniques that get you started today from some of the best Internet minds in the business. Now here are your hosts, Internet Brand Strategist Sandra Beck and Marketing Director for Toganet Radio, Scott Frazier. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and Scott Frazier has the day off, but we've got a treat for you today. We're going to be bringing on Frankie Picasso. She's going to co-host with me today. Frankie, introduce yourself for the audience who haven't met you yet. Hi, this is Frankie Picasso, another host on Toginet Radio and co-host today with Sandra Beck on All Coach Radio. I'm excited. Thank you. We love it. We love it. And we just love to like, you know, we want to thank Lisa, who's our producer in, in Texas, because we've got Holly Heard today in Connecticut. You're in Toronto. I'm in Los Angeles. Could we get any further around the map today for her? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so thanks, Lisa. Um, we're going to visit today with a venture mom, actually the venture mom, and she has a program and a book, and she has this concept that she's perfected from idea to income in just 12 weeks. What do you think, Frankie? Idea to income? That sounds pretty good. I think it sounds great. I can't wait to hear how it happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Holly Hurd. Holly Hurd, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. You guys sound like so much fun. It is. We have a ball on this show. So tell me what's a Venture Mom. Like you are VentureMom.com, V-E-N-T-U-R-E Mom.com. What does it mean? What what is a Venture Mom? Uh, You know, when I was starting this venture, I kept thinking about what I was. And I was a mom and I had lots of ventures and I wanted to talk about other moms who had business ventures. So it just sort of morphed into venture mom. Well, and I got to tell you, we got three blondes on the show here. We got Frankie, (laughs) who's a blonde, venture mom, Holly Hurd's a blonde, Sandra Beck's a blonde. So We do have lots of ideas as moms, and we're all moms, which is really cool today. But what hitches us up when we have an idea? Like for me, I get all excited. I sit down and I chart and I plot and I plan and I structure and blah, 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 blah. And then I get bored and I throw it out. Frankie, what about you? Um, yeah, you know what I do? I, I love starting businesses. Like I'm, I'm a birthing mom. I like to, I like to birth them and then I like to walk away from them because I, I find the day to day part of it a little bit boring for me, but it's so much fun to help people. Entrepreneurs start a business. Love it. Okay. So Holly, you've perfected this venture mom from idea to income. How, how did you wrangle it in? You've got so many ideas, okay. or is this the idea to create ideas? Well, I, like you, always came up with an idea. I mean, I can come up with a business in my sleep, and I mm-hmm. find that I do that when I'm talking to other women. I just naturally hit on something that they're talking about, and I say, oh, my God, you could develop that into a business. Um, but what I've done over the last five years is I profile a um, – different mom each week that has a business venture. And what I've done is profile over 200 women over the last five years. And out of those interviews, I've learned what all of these moms have done to start their business and how they came up with their idea and how they got from idea to income 
in short periods of time, some of them not even 12 weeks, some of them with just sending out one email. Well, and I, I got to tell you, I just went on your website and I'm looking at your venture people and featured venture mom right there in Ventures for Children is Sasha Carr. She's been on my show. There's a couple others on here that I looked down that have been on my other shows. And I'm like, wow, you do get it. You understand it. You understand the formula in putting together a venture. Well, I feel like I do because I feel like I've talked to so many women who've done it. And, you know, it's not... It's not rocket science. I think so many women, you know, say, well, I don't know what to do. And I say, well, what do people compliment you on? And so often it's something that these women are already doing in their lives that they build a business around. So, Holly, have you put a formula together? Do you have like a 10-step, five-step formula? Start your business from, you know, here to the 12 weeks making money? It's 12 steps. 12 12 steps. Okay. So it's broken down into three sections, and the first three weeks um, is figuring out what you're going to do. And, you know, I give you one week for each exercise because as women, for example, you, you you have to move forward. By the end of the third week, you have to pick your venture, and you have to move forward. And the reason for that is you may move forward doing one thing and end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But if you don't move forward on anything, you're not going to end up anywhere. So each of the chapters in the book has exercises to get you through that week. Um, The first section being figuring out what you want to do. The middle section is getting a little bit organized. And for example, week four is naming your venture. And I have specific exercises. By the end of the week, you will have a name. If you don't, You call it Susie Smith Designing, Susie Smith Foods, or just Susie Smith. But you have to have a name so that you move forward to the next week. Well, and I love this because it's like, you know, when you said the 12-step program, I'm thinking, (laughs) oh, my God, if there's Neurotics Anonymous out there and Pills Anonymous and now there's Online Gamers Anonymous, you know, there's all this 12-step program, you know, offerings out there. This is like Venture Mom 12-step program. Um, But you know, we get stuck, you know, we get stuck as moms, as entrepreneurs, as, as visionaries. And, you know, I can tell you, I can't tell you how many people I know have gotten stuck over the naming of this. And that Mm -hmm. just like kind of stops the train in its track. So this 12 step program, you know, is very exciting to me because it moves people forward. Well, I use the example of in week five, you have to brand your venture. And to me, branding is picking two colors. So let's say your colors are orange and blue. Well, we as women, we are perfectionists. So the orange might not be quite right. It does, it's not bright enough. It doesn't have enough ochre in it. You're going to do some more research. No, you have to pick your color by the end of that week. You've got a lot of exercises so that you move to the next week. You can't keep you can't keep looking for perfection. It just it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be. I love it. You know, that's my kind of group because I'm a doer. I hate being stuck in in not doing and you move them right out of this analysis paralysis into making a decision. Because if you're gonna be in business, you gotta make a lot of decisions. You gotta learn how to do that really quick. Well, exactly. And you can always go back and refine. But a lot of times you find the, your first thought, I mean, uh, you know, I picked my colors. I was just thinking, 
pink for mom, brown for, you know, being strong in business, but not too harsh. So I didn't want black. Um, so brown and pink were my colors. If you think of food, you think of, um, and I have a whole chapter mm-hmm. on branding and picking colors of food. You think of yellow green and, and yellow. red mm-hmm. because, you know, you think McDonald's and, and green, certainly if you're doing a green product or a green food product. Um, and the other reason I started this website and wrote this book is because I think you learn by what others have done. So if you read what other people have done, whether they're in your area of interest or not, like if you're starting, you know, a fashion piece, you could read what a food mom has done and use her ideas for your fashion piece in terms of marketing or coloring or names or branding or her website. So I think by reading what other people have done is so helpful. And in the book, I have so many stories and most of them are under 500 words. So it's, it's getting to the point. I'm I'm all about simplicity. I don't mess around. Here's the story. (laughs) Here's the point. Here's what you need to do. Now go get it done. And you have a week to do it. That's amazing. Now I was on your website. It's Frankie. I was on your website and I'm not sure, but it looked like all of these entrepreneurs are now working with the other entrepreneurs. So it's like, it's like you have a business relationship with everybody that's on your site. I would use you. You would use me. I would introduce you to Sandra. Sandra would introduce me to Holly. Does it work like that? Not really, but it does. But it should. No, well, it's not set up that way. But here's the thing. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt said that any woman who doesn't help another woman has a special place in hell. And all the women that I interview, you know, if you ask someone to help you and guide you, most women are happy to share their ideas. So, yes, I do offer, for example, if you're looking to do a food product, if you email me, I will send you three food stories of women I've covered, and and if you use my name, they would be happy to tell you how they got started, how they find, found, you know, a commercial kitchen, how they got a license for cooking at home, how they packaged their product. Um, so yes, you can find all of these people and reach out to them and chat with them and get um, advice from them. And then the other thing is, I have a marketplace. So let's say I cover a woman who does cookies, like um, I cover a woman that does um, fruit and nut bars. It's called Eight to the Bar. So she has her own website, but maybe she didn't want to set up e-commerce. So I offer the marketplace where she can put her Eight to the Bar uh, granola bars Mm -hmm. in my marketplace so people can buy them. So if I'm profiling her, then I put a click through and buy, and then she has an instantaneous e-commerce site that is so user-friendly. Um, the Venture Mom Marketplace, you can have your product in there within a matter of minutes. See, that's good. We like minutes. We like minutes. I need to take us to commercial break, speaking of minutes. And I want to give our listeners a little tip that I learned from 20 years working with the Marine Corps. They always told me to aim and to fire and pull the trigger on your idea, pull the trigger on things so that you have time to regroup, repair, to, to change things. If you have, if you wait to the last minute to make a decision, you don't have time to fix it. So I thought that was pretty powerful advice. Not that we want to shoot willy nilly and we don't want to do ready, fire, aim, but 
making a decision, I think, is hard for many women, especially where their business is concerned. You can always change colors. You can always change gears. You can always change things, but you can't move forward unless you finish what you need to do today. This is Sandra Beck, and my co-host today is Frankie Picasso, and we're visiting with Venture Mom, Holly Hurd. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about ways women get stuck and how do we get unstuck, because I don't know about you, I've been stuck a few times in my day. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Preparing your lunch at home and bringing it to school or work is usually a much healthier alternative than going out or ordering hot lunch. Weight Watchers offers some pointers to make preparing lunches a more pleasant experience and not a chore. Prep your foods on the weekends by cutting up veggies and putting them in Ziploc bags in the fridge. Multitask during meal preparation when making dinner at night Prepare lunches for tomorrow at the same time and keep them in the refrigerator until morning. Have the kids help you put the lunches together. They can assist you and the job will be smoother. Make healthy lunches at home a priority and assure that you and your children are eating healthy, low-calorie meals. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Frankie Picasso and we are visiting today with Venture Mom Holly Hurd and we're going to have our own adventure uh, for today because we're going to talk about getting stuck. Now, I spent a whole year in my office and I have a beautiful custom-built Pottery Barn-esque black, I know you can see it right out of the catalog, uh, office and sound studio built in my home so I'm really pretty spoiled. But 
I was stymied for the whole year because I had this track record of success. And then I didn't know what to do. I had all these ideas. The ideas were flowing, but I couldn't make a decision. I couldn't uh, pull the trigger. And for almost a whole year, I created nothing new. And I just molted. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. Um, because when I came out, it was springtime and I had to lose my fat and change my clothes and cut my hair. But, but, <laughs> you know, like most women. yeah. Like, what do you do when you get stuck? And I'm going to ask Frankie first what she does to get unstuck. And then I'm going to go to Holly Hurd, our venture mom. I look at purses online. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly being stuck is I'm not often stuck. Well, maybe I am often stuck. I don't know. I, but I look for ideas in, in, in conversations. I look for ideas online. I look for key words, really, that, that I just want to feel passion. You know, I want to feel passion. And then I know that's it. I know that that's the right. I took two years off. I took two years off, you know, because I didn't have the right idea. And then, you know, it came one day. It came. I go, that's it. And then all that passion comes back inside and you create again. I don't think there's anything wrong with not moving for if you're, if it's not right. Holly, what do you think? (laughs) You know what? I think if you choose something that you're really passionate about and that you really enjoy doing every morning when you get up, you will want to do that thing and you will want to move it forward. Um, so I think that's the key when you're setting up a business is to build it around something that you are incredibly passionate about. But, you know, having said that, I mean, I, I'm incredibly passionate about Venture Mom and moving it forward. But there are times when I just feel like I have to get out of my skin. And I think, um, you know, we all feel that way. And I think for me, I take my dog for a walk mm-hmm. um, or I go, you know, out in outside and look at the sky and just try and take a break. Um, and I think that's okay. But I think if you feel that way for a long enough time, then you might need to reassess what you're doing. Well, and I think there's some wisdom, like, you know, I felt sorry for myself for a good couple months. And I finally hit the point where I started to disgust myself. I was like, wow, you're college educated. You're successful. You have all these connections and you've done nothing but sit in your office and sulk. And, you know, there was part of me that had to go through that process before I got so disgusted with myself that I'm like, okay, snap out of it. Like you got to get, you know, ready to create. Cause I'm not good if people push me, you know, when I was in fifth mm-hmm. grade, the, the, um, creative writing teacher program that I was in said, you have to write a poem before you go home. You have to write this poem before you go home. And I, I, I did. I still know it today. I won't do it. You want, you can cry. You can bleed. You can stab yourself deeply and bleed and bleed and bleed. <laughs> so I know myself enough that I can't be pushed out of it until I'm ready to be pushed out of it. And I just want to give per- people permission sometimes to just take a breath and go, okay, when you're ready, you can do this. And I get it. There's all sorts of types of being stuck. But sometimes the secret to getting unstuck is to validate that you're stuck and then go, okay, now you got to fix it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I think when you accept where you are, then you can figure out where you want to go. And you know what? I think sometimes it's good to wallow in it. Go to the movie. Go eat a bucket of ice cream. Go shopping. And then, you know, I like to sit down and write lists. I say, okay, what is it that you want? Why are you doing what you're doing? And then if you look at, like, I'm doing this because I want this Thing. I want the feeling of success. I want to be able to pay for my kids' college education. I want the fulfillment of taking this passion and, and making a successful business. I think when you write it down and then you can break it down into to steps, like, you know, let's say you want to sell 50 pieces of your product. Okay, to do that, you need to reach X number of people. To reach X number of people, you need to blog post, you know, 15 times. Mm -hmm. To blog post 15 times, I need to start with one every other day. or what, You know, so then you break it down from the big to the very small, and then you have a small step that you can take. What about the, the, the idea of keeping it all to yourself until you're ready to go because those naysayers can kill your dream faster than whoever, you know, faster than Sandra Beck can pull a gun, you know, <laughs> really, you know, it, like, if you tell your husband or you tell a friend, um, they might, they might think it's a stupid idea. They might think that, you know, you're not somebody who could do something. They might just really put the kibosh on, on this wonderful, you know, passionate thing that you want to create. And, and so, you know, I, Oftentimes I will tell my clients in coaching, you know, don't say a word to anybody until you're ready to go because you don't want anyone to kill your dream. Well, and Frankie, you're so polite about it because, you know, I have all my, you know, Marine Corps redneck slogans and I'm like, stop peeing on my plant because <laughs> my plant cannot grow if you pee on it. And these people come and they do, they pee all over your plants and then they die because you can't like, it's, it's such a tentative, gentle little process. You know, the bud's just coming out of the dirt and, and, you know, you've got to give it time to grow. So venture mom, what do you think? You know, I think you have to own what you're doing, and I think you have to float a test balloon. And, and you know, the, the women I've interviewed, for example, this woman made a belt for herself, and she wore it around. It was just for her, and people said, oh, my God, I love that belt. Where'd you get it? She said, well, I made it for myself. And they said, well, will you make me one? And she started thinking about it, and she went into a boutique, and the woman said, get out your order pad. She goes, well, I don't have one. She goes, well, you better make one because I want 12 of those belts in my shop next week. So she was validated and she basically sold before she ever spent any money. You know, I think for people who are going to spend a lot of money, I, I just I don't recommend that. I, I sort of I recommend toting, setting out a, a test balloon so that you get some validation in what you're doing. Um Everyone I interview is scared. I was scared. I couldn't hit the button, the send button on my blog for two weeks. But I think that if you get, you know, friends and family give you good feedback. And if they don't, I, I just think you, you have to, you have to move forward. Don't let them pee on your plant. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. All right, Frankie, you got a challenge. Okay, so I have a really fun challenge? idea. My challenge for, for us right now in this very minute moment is Sandra Beck and I are going to create a venture. Boom. 
Let's go. Let's do it right now on air. Let's see. Let's show people how quickly you can take us through this and, and create a viable business. All right. You want me to help you? Sure. Okay. What's something that your <laughs> family compliment you on? Um, how great I cook. How great you cook. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you cook? Do you cook meals or do you cook? Or do you, are you a baker? No, I'm not a baker. I cook meals. Okay, so you cook meals for your family? Mm-hmm. Would you enjoy doubling or tripling your recipe? Yes, I want to create a TV show. I want to create a TV show. Um, my kids have moved away, and my kids always call home and go, Mom, how do I make that? So it's called, Hey, Ma, how do I make that? And I want to create a TV show where um, I get three people who come on <laughs> – get three, three, three people who moved away from home in their mid twenties and they come on and they cook my recipe or Sandra's recipe or whoever. Well, recipe. I'm just going to come on and make fun of you when your recipe fails. No, wait, no, my oh. recipe is always going to be good. It's the kids have to make the recipe and see if my kid, who's one of those kids can actually even make it taste like my own. I think that would be fun. You know what? I love that idea. I, my son is 22. He just moved to San Francisco and he calls me all the time because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to cook. He's like, "What do? I, how do I do chicken cutlets? And I have to explain it to him. And it's something, you know, so there is a real need there. There My is. Suggestion to you before you spend a fortune on hiring a producer and setting up, you know, a TV show is to start a blog. And, hey, mom, how do I make that? Call it, hey, mom, how do I make that dot com and start a blog. And then you can do your own videos where you show, you know, a 22-year-old boy how to make a chicken cutlet and you give the recipe. So your right. target audience, it sounds like, are, are, you know, newly minted graduates or newly minted out-of-the-house kids who don't know how to cook. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, and okay. we're going to make them big, strapping, hunky 22-year-old boys. Yeah. Nobody wants to look at some skinny, <laughs> starving boy. We want, like, some some hunky, hot Someone players. appreciate it. Appreciate That's a good right. Meal. That's right. Now, I need to take us to commercial break, but, Frankie, I have a piece of advice from you from the non-venture mom. If you're going to go in and do this whole TV show and thing like that, please don't, like, splatter, like, racial epitaphs like that one cook lady did who I loved. I loved all her oh, food. Yeah, don't worry about that. It's not I forget happen. her name, but... You know, you talk about, Paul wow, talk, yeah, Paul <laughs> Dean, like how to shoot your great venture mom in the foot. It's I'm a gun good. person. I'll shoot you. And, and venture mom over there, Holly Hurd, will, will tell me where to aim. But um, I need to take Thanks, a Holly. commercial break, girls. This is so much fun. Uh, we're here today. This is Coach Talk Radio. My co-host today is Frankie Picasso. Our guest today is Venture Mom. We're going to have some more fun with Venture Mom when we get back. You can find her at VentureMom.com. Who is Venture Mom? Venture Mom is Holly Hurd. And when we come back from the break, we're going to see what Venture Mom has in her bag of tricks for Frankie Picasso and her cooking show. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. It's live radio. You know, we could just say something awful and get fired. You never know. <laughs> so when we come back from the break, you guys are going to want to hear more and you're going to want to check us out on iTunes. You can find us at coachtalkradio.com. You can go to global broadcasting networks. You can go to iTunes.com. Just look up coach talk radio. We will be there. We are here to help entrepreneurs. We're here to help solopreneurs. If you are a small business, 
If you're thinking of starting a business, you're going to want to check out Venture Mom. She's got a book. She's got a program. And it's a 12-step program, which gives me lots of fun things to make fun of. And hope. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. particular about your morning coffee. Well, you're not alone. Beethoven was quite a bean counter, as he always demanded exactly 60 coffee beans used in each cup. Guess he really didn't like slumgullion. That means weak coffee. Some people can't seem to get enough coffee. The French writer Voltaire purportedly drank 70 cups of coffee a day. That amount of caffeine would make anyone wadgety and brickety. Coffee beans actually aren't beans at all. They're fruit bits which makes coffee the most consumed fruit in the United States. Ever heard of cowboy coffee? Apparently, it was made by putting ground coffee into a clean sock, immersing it in cold water, and heating it over a campfire. Then they would drink it out of tin cups. So what's the word for a small tin cup? A pannikin. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Taking care of Hey guys and dolls, this is Sandra Beck and this is Coach Talk Radio and Frankie Picasso is standing in, sitting down and chiming in for Scott Fraser, who's not with us today. And we are visiting with Venture Mom. I feel like you need a cape with a big V on it so you can fly in and like Venture Mom <laughs> to I, the rescue. <laughs> and big, it could be pink and, pink and brown. Pink and brown. Pink and brown. Reminds me of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> It's color association day. Uh, Before we went to break, um, oh my God, you guys are cracking me up. Um, Before we went to break, we had this wonderful challenge where Frankie is venturing an idea for Venture Mom uh, to see what Venture Mom can do with it. And when we left at the break, we were at the... You want a television show? We got hunky hot twenty something guys as our our what was it home for the food for the homeless? What, what did you oh, call it? Oh, it's Hey Ma. How do I make that? Oh, Hey Ma. How do I make that? Got it. 
Got it. Yeah. This is why I'm not venture mom and venture mom is venture mom. So we're going to put the mic over to her. So, all right, go ahead, venture mom, fire away. So you've got your idea, right? Yeah. You actually have your name. Yep. Now you need to come up with a cute logo and you need to go out there and get your URL. Okay. So you, your, your URL is going to be, hey, mom, how do I make that.com? Right. right. And you're going to start blogging. So you need to build a platform and you can also videotape yourself showing different boys and girls how to make things. So you would also set up a blog schedule. So maybe on Monday you say, you know, hey, hey kids, I'm showing you how to make chicken cutlets on Wednesday, here's the recipe, go get the ingredients. On Wednesday, I'm going to post a video of me showing you how to make the chicken cutlets. So what would be a good color? What do you guys think? <sighs> well, food, food colors are yellow and red. And I, I was think- thinking orange because orange is so bright and cheery. It doesn't supposed to stimulate appetite. Orange would be good. What's your other favorite color? Well, on a color palette wheel, orange and blue are the opposites. Yeah. Yep. Um, I get a lot of Miami Dolphin fans that way and Denver Broncos fans. If it's turquoise <laughs> orange yeah. and orange and blue are their team yeah. colors. All right, done. So orange and blue. And okay. So I like orange. A, you need a logo. Mm-hmm. And you can go on some of the free logo sites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what comes to mind is maybe a knife and fork crisscrossed. With, you know, maybe you have like a little cartoon of a kid, not a kid, but I don't know. But I'm, you- I'm seeing it already. I got, I got this face, this, this cartoon kid face that's just a circle and, and scraggy teeth in honor of Sandra's son. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like he's biting into something and that's it. It's like, it's like almost like a black and white. But, oh God! And here, and I have a telephone, like an old-fashioned telephone, with a French knife jammed through it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we got this really cool logo. It's blue and orange, and and maybe this white circle kid's face, like a very childlike. It's it's very hard to do a kid's like a childlike painting or picture. Um, Lisa can tell us that she's our she's an artist too. But anyway, okay. So we have a logo, we have a name, we have a URL, we have so we have our domain. We start our website. And we start to do videos on YouTube. Is that what you, is that our next step? You start a YouTube channel and you start to do videos. And then, you know, you set up your schedule. So the third part of the book mm-hmm. is, and there's a chapter, chapter nine is on um, blogging, figuring out if you want to blog. And you do want to blog. I think with this idea, you want to start a blog because there's so many ideas around food to start. Okay. Um, and then you're also going to set up an email campaign where you do a newsletter where you send out, um, recipes to your followers and you tell them about what you've got going on. Like, Oh, I just posted a new, um, and you can do a newsletter or you can do a Facebook fan page. So you want to get your social media. That's the next step is to get your social media started. So you want to set up a, hey, mom, how do I make that fan page, which has to come off of your personal page on Facebook. 
You're going to set up a Twitter um, feed, and you're probably going to do Instagram because photos of recipes would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your YouTube channel. So that's chapter uh, 10. Week 10 in the book is begin your social networking. So you're going to set up all your social networking. I'm going to chapter 11, which is week 11, is do some actual networking. So for you, you want to reach out to and attend events where producers are, where people in TV are. You might want to send a clip of one of your YouTube videos to the local TV station and start seeing if you can get asked to go on um, your local television station and that you can, you can see it right now. Hey ma, how do I make, Hey mom, how do I make that is on today? She runs a blog. Frankie runs a blog and she's going to show your kids today how to simply make chicken cutlets. So then by being on a television show, there's your free promo showing what you would actually do when you have your television show. Mm. Good idea. I like that. And then, so that's chapter 11. So you want to do some networking. You want to join some groups of people, maybe in the television world. You want to tell everyone you know that you want to have a television show so that they can say, oh, my God, my friend knows someone over there at W blah, 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 and they're always looking for content. Um, And in doing that, you want to be able to, when they say, you should reach out to them. You want to have a letter prep that says, here's who I am, here's what I do, and here's a link to some on-air or online videos of me cooking. Right? Right. Yep. Um, Now, do I need need Google Plus? Is that gone? Is that away now? I don't know. You know what? I don't really, um, I'm not a Google plus girl. I don't necessarily use it. So I don't okay. right now. No. Okay. Sandra, what do you think? You bring me on your show as a cooking show. Host? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because no, <laughs> you're gonna get meatballs. <laughs> teasing you. Yes. You're going to have to come cook for me, but you know, but yeah, I mean, I can see how this formula will work and you know, if you love it, it's not, it's not going to be stressful. Like if you, if you go through this process and you find yourself starting to hate it, probably not a good time to step forward, but yeah, I would Frankie, because your energy and your enthusiasm about your idea carries through so much. And I think when we buy products, like, yes, we want to eat foods that taste good. And yeah, we want to wear clothes that fit and keep us warm. But so much of this is emotional. And if you love what you do, that's 99% of the battle. And I think that's what, what, you know, when we were talking about getting stuck, you're not stuck with what you, you love, you, you're energized by it. Right. And that's, I think, how you know that you got an idea that you really like, because that you get energized, you get passionate about it. You know, it's not. It, yeah. Sorry, Harley, go. No, I absolutely agree. I was just going to bring up, you know, Rachel Ray. She mm-hmm. 
she did she had a cooking segment on a local show for a couple of years and then she was tagged for her own show. I mean, you're asking for a pretty tall order. Let me just say that right up front. I want a television cooking show. <laughs> but you know, I don't I don't feel daunted by a that. Television it's cooking there. game show. <laughs> a cooking yes. So. I think there are things that you can do that will get you there without spending any money. And you can use the 12 week program to set up the launching pad. I can't guarantee you that the 12 weeks you'll get noticed by someone who's then going to put you on national TV, right. but you could have a cooking show online for very little money. And so you think that people would, um, they could pay. No, I wouldn't want kids to pay. So there's, how do you monetize it? I guess if you have a lot of people coming to your site, then you get sponsors and stuff. Is that what happens? Yes. Okay. Yes. Monetizing a blog is, is through advertising or you get product sponsors and think of all the food sponsors that would want to, I mean, Purdue chicken might want to sponsor you because your first recipe might be those chicken cutlets. Right. Yeah. Or the breadcrumb company might want to, you know, do an ad. You know, whatever you're, whatever you're cooking, you could reach out to those sponsors. Mm-hmm. Well, and reaching out to sponsors isn't difficult. I have to do it for my shows all the time. And it's called LinkedIn. You know, you link in with people, you talk about what you're doing, and then you tell them if you want to get in front of my audience you know, we should talk and it it can be that simple. And that opens the dialogue for what can I do for you? And what can you do for me? And how do we exchange, exchange monies or exchange services? And, you know, cause you can get paid a lot of different ways, girls. Mm -hmm. I want to make that really clear. You know, how I got my Nutribullet, how I get all my free books and, you know, Mm -hmm. support my reading habit. I got my Kindle, you know, all these things are through trade. So, you know, you can get paid through money. You can get also paid through products and services. And LinkedIn is a great place to start networking to pick up sponsors. Um, I need to take us to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio. And we are here today with our guest, Venture Mom, Holly Hurd. You can find her at VentureMom.com. You can find her book there as well. And we also have a super snazzy, outstanding, totally fun, off-the-charts co-host today in Frankie Picasso. When we come back from the break, we're We're going to talk about growth strategies. What do we do when the money comes in? Because that's when I became most frightened, girls. I didn't, I was so like aggressive and energized and, and jumping forward, you know, and, and working towards these orders that when the order started rolling in, that's when I had my Mm. little crisis of faith. And I had my like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. They expect this now. And there was, there was a whole mess in maple leaf garden going on in my head. And I want to talk (laughs) about that when we get back from the break. Are you ready? 
to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Back pain can really be a bother. Men's Health Magazine states that 80% of all men suffer from back pain. One of the best things you can do to ward off lower back problems is strengthen your abdominal muscles. 75% of all lower back problems can be prevented by building your ab muscles. When your abs are weak, the muscles in your buttocks and the back of your legs, your hamstrings, have to work harder to keep your spine stable. One of the easiest abdominal exercises is crunches. Keep your low back on the floor at all times. Squeeze your abdominals as you crunch up and lower slowly in a controlled manner. You can do several sets of crunches every day to strengthen your abs and beat back pain. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Taking care of business every day. Taking care of business every way. Hey, guys and dolls. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Coach Talk Radio, and we are here with Frankie Picasso, my outstanding co-host, and we are visiting with super fun Venture Mom, Holly Hurd. You can find her on VentureMom.com. Now, Frankie, you had a great story to share with us that I want to get into before we get into our topic. Okay. Well, um, I was going to tell you about the time that I used to run a condom empire. I had a company called Condom Wait, Condom? Condom? Yep, condoms. Like- like, customized condoms. Put them on a banana, laugh real hard condoms? Yep. Okay. Those Got kind. It. And so I had a, I started a company, um, started out with the university market and we did customized condom packaging and we did it right on the spot. So it was a little cottage industry and it was great. We could do four colors. And I, I said, you know, I really wanted kids to take ownership um, of, you know, their health and, and they could buy these condoms in, in dozens, in a dozen pack, pack of a dozen. They would design the package themselves. We would package it and send it back to them in a neat little gift bag. Well, that was really great. And, you know, it would, I, and you have to do it by hand because it's a health product and you have to make sure that, you know, it goes in like a matchbook cover, but you have to make sure that, you know, you don't get a staple in it and wreck it, right? Because these are still a health product and they're being used. So, um, going along and, you know, I'm sitting in my living room, my little kids, seven years old are tearing them apart, you know, and we're putting them in these packages and I get an order from pride day. So, you know, I, I was used to two, that order of 2000, maybe per university, something like that. Now I've got like 480,000 for pride day. I'm like, Oh my God, all have to be done by hand. <laughs> oh my God, you're like Penny in the Big Bang Theory with her penny blossoms. Yeah, what the hell do you do? So, you know, it's, it's this, the idea though, 
um, Holly, is, is that you have a business that grows too quick. And mine was really a hand business. Like you had to do it by hand. There was no way to take it to a machine and customize it. So, you know, at first I gave it out to a group of handicapped people so that they could get, you know, get some work, but they were too slow. They, it took them two days. What took me like three hours to do. I didn't have time. Oh, there was, there's the Paula Dean comment. I gave it to a bunch of handicapped people. I know. Oh. <laughs> Well, there's organizations of people who were, you know, were they physically challenged? Some were physically, some were mentally challenged. There we go. But they were handicapped. And, and, and you know, they just couldn't do it quick, quick enough, unfortunately. So then I took them back home and I had to do it myself. So what would you, what do you tell people as far as growing a business? And I mean, it was a great idea. Everybody embraced it, loved it. You know, schools liked it. Public health liked it. Universities loved it. Um, but it outgrew me too fast. Well, I think you have to be ready for growth. I covered one woman who um, got on Jill Steele's Deals and Steals on the Today Show, mm-hmm. and they got so many orders that their e-commerce site crashed, <laughs> and they also had to deliver. I mean, they wow. ended up, you know, having to ramp up really quickly, and it could have turned out badly. Luckily, they had enough cash in the bank to place the order and they were able to bring their, their manufacturing plant up to speed. But if it's something that you're doing individually and you've got to hire your own team, you might not want to put it out there until you have that in place. But I think you could prepare for growth. Mm -hmm. So when you get the orders, you know exactly what you're going to do. Well, and there's a really powerful word that I want to share with everybody that I had to learn in my business as an entrepreneur because one of my clients um, got on Good Morning America and she lost 250000 in orders because they didn't do certain things and their site crashed and the product went on Good Morning America and, you know, and it happens. And there's a really good answer or a really good thing to say when, you know, before this stuff happens and the word is, no, I can't. Yeah. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we think, oh, there's never going to be any business coming around the corner. You know, we call it scarcity thinking. But, you know, the word no, like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't take this order. No, I'm not. It's okay to say no. In fact, I'd rather have you say no than say yes and not be able to fulfill the order. Well, and not, yeah. Sorry, Holly. And it ruins your credibility. If right. You- take something on and then you can't fulfill it. So I agree. You should say, you know, if, if one, if one of those shows asks you to be on, you better make sure if you get that kind of order that you can fulfill it. Yeah. I mean, you only have a first, a first chance to make, you know, a first impression after that it's downhill. So you want people's experience with your new company to be a positive one. Yes. What are some other big mistakes that you think people walk into? Um, I think spending money up front. I think that um, you you need to here's the, here's a good example. I covered a mom who she was out walking her daughter on the stroller, and the doctor called. She couldn't find the phone. She went home. Her husband said, "She said, why isn't there anything that would hold the phone on the stroller?" And he said, well, if there's not, you should invent it. So she built a prototype, took the prototype around to baby stores, and got her orders 
before she ever placed her first big bulk order. So she knew she had the orders before she ordered, because when you order something like that, you've got to order in bulk. Mm -hmm. Got the prototype made, and I've talked to several people who've done that, and they pre-sold it and then delivered the product. You know, they, they're, they're very clear about how we can deliver in four to six weeks, and then they go place the order, but they've got, you know, money in the bank to place the order. So I recommend doing that a lot of times before you – I recommend having some sales before you place a big order like that. Well, and that's what publishing houses do. You know, I do a lot in the publishing industry, and they do pre-sales. They go and see how many books Walmart wants, how many copies Barnes & Nobles will want. You know, they don't just print these things willy-nilly on a hope that they're going to sell them. They go out and get pre-orders first. And, and, you know, yeah, and you don't even know if it's going to work, if it's a viable business, before you go spending thousands of dollars, right? Well, that's exactly why you want to get a few sales under your belt and get some feedback to make sure it's viable. I ordered um, those toilet seats, you know? I thought I thought I really wanted to get into that toilet seat business. The kind what is that, it with that, you and condoms and toilet seats? Well, is I there like, something I should know, know? These that are clean, right? So you go to a public washroom, and, and the toilet seat, uh, um, you know, it has a plastic film, and the, and the film automatically turns for every new customer, so you always have a fresh seat. Oh, I thought, yeah. that's great, right? Nice and hygienic. It's not so, great for the planet, but it's great for us. <laughs> yeah, it's great for us. And, and, or it could come out and spray, whatever you want. Anyway, so um, I ordered it, a prototype, and I, and, I, and I got it. And you know who likes those? Only the Orientals like those. They're in every Oriental washroom, but nobody else liked it. And so it was not a good idea. Why wow. Is, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. But, you know, there are things that are, that are ethnic, too, that certain groups of people like and other groups don't. And, you know, if, if maybe that's your, your genre, then you have to know that. Right. Or your market, you know, yeah. and that's it. That's what, what Venture Mom's talking about. Holly Heard, you know, with this, you know, wear the belt and see if people like it. You know, take it on your stroller and, and run around and see if people want to want to buy what it is. Because I can tell you, I get a lot of people that come to my company for Internet Brand Strategies and they want to use my radio shows, you know, which are deliverers of content information, but they also deliver advertising. Mm-hmm. Um they want to use my strategies. And the first thing I ask them is I want to sample, like, I want to see it. I want to taste it. I want to touch it. I want to see if it breaks, um, you know, before, before I even think about promoting it and endorsing it. And, um, I can't tell you how many boxes of junk are in people's storerooms and basements and garages for ideas. And they sold a hundred, you know, didn't pre-sell and then they got a hundred thousand units in and, you know, now they have them in their garage. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. There's, there should be a business for that. I think it's called, here it's called Kijiji. I don't know what it is in the States. Craigslist. Kill the earth with junk.com. Get rid of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard you know and but it doesn't have to be hard and i guess that's why we're visiting with venture mom today because she's made it really simple um i want to ask you when you wrote your book um did you you know did you find it an easy process you know a lot of people use books to support their business and their ideals and you know did you find this exciting interesting or was it just you know part of your day to day and you just got it done you know what my whole mission is to show women how easy it is to start their own business 
And I think there's so many women that either left the business world and they want to do something, but they want the flexibility so they can be with their kids more or women who have full-time jobs but want to make extra money, or they have a passion that they just want to you know, build a business around. So my message in writing the book, I found it so much fun to write a book, but my message is anyone, and it's not just for moms, it's for you know, single women, it's for men, it's for grandmas, it's for you know, anyone that can follow the 12 steps. My, my mission is to show how easy it is by sharing the stories of, that I've covered of other women who've done it. Well, and Holly, you're right on because, you know, I've always said with my radio shows that women like to learn primarily through storytelling. They like to hear what other people have done. They like to model after it. You know, I find that most men, they want to go out and figure it out and, you know, things like that. But, but you know, we as women, we share information and storytelling. And your book, Care, Care you know, it has a lot of inspiring stories that people can model off because you can then see yourself in that person and go, wow, she can do it. I can do it, too. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the stories are inspirational. They're also very educational. I mean, and and if you're starting a service, you could start a service with one email. That doesn't cost you anything. Absolutely. Well, we're visiting today with Holly Hurd, and we've come a long way, Eli Whitney, since the cotton gin, and you, your wife couldn't put the patent in her name, so you got credit for it in history books from thereafter. But Venture Mom is starting to change all that, because from idea to income in just 12 weeks, you can create your own company and have an income stream, and who doesn't want that? And who doesn't know better for what people need than moms? We are taking care of everybody. We see it when it doesn't work. We fix it when it's broken. We create it when it's not there. So Girls Venture Mom is the book of the day. Holly Heard, you can find it on Amazon. There's a Kindle version. There's a paperback version. It's about 250 pages long. It's a good read. It's an easy read. It's a lot of fun. There's great stories in there that will lift you up. Holly Heard is our author. We were not paid to produce uh, this documentary type show with goofball Sandra Beck and Frankie Thomas. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I call you? Frankie <gasps> Thomas. Frankie Picasso. <gasps> Scott Frazier, you're out of here. Scott Frazier is <laughs> dead man. He's a dead man. He's okay. gone. He's gone. All right. That's your mom. Holly Hurd. Check it out. out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques from Coach Talk Radio.